Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. I'm Mark Watson here, your host. Excited for this episode because it's got really more you know, deep-rooted personal connections than, than many of the others. And, you know, it's someone that I've had the opportunity to work with when he was a kid and, and now been able to follow all the good work that he's been doing as a kind of mental health and overall just a health advocate. Today, I, I have with me uh, Shay Emery. Shay is a committed family man, is a son, is a friend, is a mentor, was a, a former professional athlete, is somebody who's very passionate about really improving health and advocating around, you know, even specifically into men's health. And uh, just very, very, he's also, you know, a, a business person. And, you know, Shay, I, I'd, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. Is there anything you wanted to add to, to the bio? I'm sure I'll get to it at some point throughout this podcast. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to take part in listening along since the outset of launching this podcast and you know we've been having this conversation for a long time you know upward I mean what 20 something years so far so oh man and (laughs) and God willing it'll continue so it's uh it's it's really really good to hear and as I kind of hinted at in in kind of the bio you know Shay is somebody who in a in a short amount of time has done a lot and has a lot of interest. He's really eclectic. Oh, I think that's the first time eclectic has come up on the podcast. There we go. Exciting new word. Um, He's got a wide range of interests. And, you know, something that Shay and I have have had conversations around is concussion, is kind of um, health. So Shay, for the people that are listening, these may be, you know, professionals in, in rehabilitation. These may be individuals, right? That are seeking for, you know, cognitive health advice and supports and kind of everything in between, you know, with with all of your experience, what would your kind of main message be um, for the general audience in brain health? Yeah. And brain health specifically, I think, uh, you know, we're all starting to understand the flexibility and the malleability. I think that's word (laughs) new word too, um, of this, this, uh, this new frontier that we're all embarking on and and gaining knowledge. And, uh, and that's the the exciting part for me, you know, former professional football player played over 15,000 plays. I've always been, you know, in the sports world and have continued on into this, the recreational world where, you know, I'm working with young athletes and, and, and aging athletes who are, you know, just trying to stay on the tennis court or just trying to stay on their skis. And a lot of the times people are, you know, in some way, shape or form dealing with a concussion or someone, you know, their kids are dealing with concussions uh, and or mental health. And I've had extensive experience hands-on personally with my, you know, within myself with both of those and really finding the balance between you know, putting the hammer down and pushing yourself uh, and taking breaks and the the balance between having fun and, you know, staying healthy. And, and I think that, you know, there's, there is a balance to be had. Uh, and I think it comes with structure and routine, uh, which, uh, you know, I am very, very fortunate to be able to be a part of the ABI program. You know, I started four weeks ago and I'm just very, very 
optimistic about what the future looks like. And I think that's what the message should be is uh, we don't know what the limitations are. Right. Uh, and so to say that everything's set in stone is, you know, that's a very, very outdated perception of how things are, are, are actually progressing. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I think maybe something that to distill it a little further, the chase hinting at is be careful in limiting yourself. Be mm. careful making the assumption that you know how limited your potential may be. You know, I think I think something that I admire about you, Shay, is you try new things. You try to understand if that particular thing is working for you. And I think that's really important for people to hear because sometimes when, when you're in a situation post-concussion, oftentimes not even some of the medical professionals necessarily know what's going to work and what is going to work. And many times, and I respect this perspective, many times, those uh, renowned professionals want to be able to say with, you know, a certain statistical certainty mm-hmm. that treatment is going to yield this result. When in reality, sometimes it's hard to say. And, and that's why, you know, in some of the work that I've been involved with, it's really interdisciplinary, meaning trying to blend multiple different treatment modalities into one nice individualized plan for the individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, maybe certain days, you know, the aerobic exercise for brain health is working really well. And for other days, you know, the cognitive uh, remediation is not quite as strong, but still holistically that individual is getting the most out of those four hours. And I think yeah. that's, something that, you know, Shay, I admire about you is, is the willingness to try and to seek that kind of outcome. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, in my experience, when I, originally started to recognize my my bouts with depression it was right in the mix of you know a whole bunch of nfl nhl professional athletes dealing with brain injury taking their lives and i was in a dark place and i was a couple steps away from you know foreseeing that future within myself and i just i had i had everything to lose Right. Without and so that I I was really able or enabled myself to take vulnerable steps to have conversations with you and express. You know, I was the tough football player going into the concussion clinic essentially to say, you know, I'm really having a tough time. I'm this is how I make my money, but I really I got to figure out a better way to be. And you know, at that point in time, you were being extremely vulnerable. You know, going through your your cancer diagnosis and. You, I think you went through chemo, correct? I'm not, I can't yeah, remember. yeah. And, and just really, just your holistic approach around fitness and yeah. health, meditation, and your optimism, and and you know, my mom's, you know, extremely optimistic, always positive for the most part. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, I need to do something more. I need to grow. I need to step outside the lines of the football field and 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 really figure out what I enjoy to do in life. Uh, as well as take care of my health because I just been bashing my head against the wall for, like I said, 15,000 football plays and then going out and partying and going out and not taking care of my body holistically. It was simply, well, yeah, I'm getting in the hot tub and the ice tub and I'm working out and I'm ready to play the game, but what's happening internally, you know, am I taking the right supplements? Am I getting enough sleep? And I wasn't doing any of that. And so recently having been diagnosed with, COVID, I, I tested positive for COVID, you know, a month and a half, two months before this podcast was recorded. 
I had been dealing with too much stress from three businesses during COVID being shut down, uh, separating from my the, the mother of my children, financial hardships from COVID shutting my businesses down, and just so much stress, so much anxiety. And I was going, you know, in the opposite direction of health. Uh, and then I, I, I needed to make that really, really poignant decision in my life to step back and, and put the running shoes on and go for a walk and then go for a jog. Yeah. And then, you know, I ran the furthest I've ever run a couple of days ago. And I'm like, I'm building momentum. And, and I, I think my point in all this is really that throughout my, my life dealing with, uh, you know, living in the, the post-concussion world and uh, I've really given myself a little bit of leniency to, to, to kind of dip underneath the health and well-being, you know, spectrum low and feel bad, but then know that I can climb out by making simple decisions. I love it. Like what Shay's really saying there is the journey kind of starts with what is the destination I'm trying to get to, right? So trying to understand that first and then being honest with yourself saying, okay, what do I need to do to take this first step? And if I can make step one, that's wonderful. Okay. If I can make step one, what are steps two to 15 going to look like? Mm-hmm. And being compassionate to yourself when we might fall off on step seven. Well, that's okay because we got the opportunity to reset at a new step one. And you know, I think that's I think that's something that with focused intention, you know, good things can happen. And I did. I remember. I remember keeping in touch with you when I wasn't well. And uh, I remember well football, right? I, I mean, I used to coach Shay. No, not him. I was a big old dude back in those days. Yeah, <laughs> little, little guy now, but. When I finished playing university, I went back and coached. And maybe this is why we connect, because how I ended up playing, stopped playing, was a concussion. I'd stopped. It all just stopped cold turkey. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I couldn't stand up. I didn't know what was going on. I was, it really scared me. And I wouldn't talk about it either. It was no one I wanted to talk to. About so I just lifted more weights. Uh, it makes well, especially, sense. Especially That's, back in makes, 2004, right? That yeah. was a long time ago. 100%. And so it was just all about that for me. I was not vulnerable. And... I just wanted to be around the game in some way. And when I hear people go through these concussions and these symptoms, and hopefully, you know, people can get better because the brain can rewire. However, you know, when you don't, you know, when I was sick with, with cancer, there was very clear protocols on kind of the Western medicine side, meaning, you know, cancer chemotherapy, you know, PET scans to, to measure, uh, you know, size of tumors. But really, I, I looked at it as my responsibility to do the other thing. And, you know, it comes back to one of my old coaches, Paul Delmonte, who remains a good friend in my life, big mentor in my life. And it's control the controllables. Some you can't and just surrender to those. You, you, some of them you can't. But control, you can. And, and that's where, you know, movement and, you know, you remember my weight, right? I was 300 pounds when you, when you first knew me. And Wearing the Ironhead t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I got the sponsorship for that, you know? Yeah, I was like, man, um, this guy, is is that his own t-shirt brand? Like, <laughs> 300 pounds? Yeah. Like, who is this guy? I got to be... Oh, oh yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was awesome. But, um, you know, control those controllables. And, and that's part of what helped to inspire what we created was, okay, how can, how can we control the controllables given that post-concussion, you may need physiotherapy. You know, you may need counseling. You may need cognitive rehab. But how do you do that in a way that, that, that can optimize the amount of time in the day? And that's really part of what led us to, to designing this protocol. And it's not the be all end all. It's not the only thing out there. 
But I, I think more programs that are designed in this way, we're going to further the impact of helping people to clearly take that first step. And if you can take that first step in a way that is integrated, I think it will lead to a more productive steps two through a hundred. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, I've been very, very fortunate post football to have this relationship with you to provide me with hope, but also uh, as a, a sounding board, as an accountability partner, you know, you asked me to be on the advisory board of Watson center for brain health. And I was like, wow, like I'm like, this is the world that I can live in that I can, mm -hmm. I can channel and I can have an outlet for how I'm feeling and how these young football players or athletes or whomever are feeling. And, you know, I also had a pre-existing issues with depression, alcoholism in the family. So you mm -hmm. throw that all into the pile and I watched the movie concussion and I'm living it right. I'm, I'm living in Montreal and I'm in a dark space. Everyone's away on the, on the football trips. I'm, I haven't, I haven't gone into the stadium or to practice, you know, I check in with the trainer every once in a while. I did a baseline, but you know, mm. pretty basic stuff. And, you know, the mental health aspect was really the, mm. the biggest issue for me within the treatment process immediately right afterwards. Right. Right. And I was like, I needed the connection, right. I needed the, I needed the team. Right. I needed my, yeah. I needed people who understand where I was at. And, and that's really what I want to see most change. And I'm hoping, and I've been out of the game for about five, six years is it has been changing to, you know, be more approachable, you know, third party concussion specialists in the NFL and, or third party doctors or however, and, and really just a little bit more of a proactive approach to getting an athlete you know they're going through a, a potential uh, transition of identity and mindset. So there's got to be some sort of psychological support there. You're away from the team. So you got to have some sort of uh, accountability, uh, mm. you, know, you know, cohort vibe. And you want to instill as much confidence and positivity into that person's life as much as possible. So for me, going for walks and getting fresh air and like being able to run. and yeah you know, reading and like growing. And, you know, I'm six years away from my most recent concussion. And I just started doing ABI a month ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all I've been to do, I've just been stressed and feeling alone, but then I, you know, have a conversation with you or other teammates and they're like, nah, bro, like you can talk to this guy in the players association. I'm like, yeah, but I just feel like I'm, I was all alone. And moving yeah. into the world in this big, great, you know, abyss of the ocean. Right. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know that there is change on the, in, on the horizon and it has been happening exponentially and, and it's exciting to be a part of it. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's something I've always really appreciated about you, Shay, is your vulnerability, you know, that you, you're clearly, clearly a disciple of the, the Brene Brown work, right? She's mm -hmm. just doing wonderful things out there. And, um, I think that is where it starts. And that's something that, you know, I really acknowledge you for your continued vulnerability, because I think that's how change happens. And, you. you know, when you talk about that one thing changing, I, you know, it's really more services and acknowledgement, you know, for the mental health side. And that's something I really think you're carrying a great torch on is the mental health aspect and, and, and just increasing the awareness of it around, you know, not just concussions and isolation, but, you know, 
independent mental health. And, and really, if you wouldn't mind, Shay, one of your kind of key um, pillars to your work is, you know, the rewilding of people, meaning getting back out there, man, getting back out in wilderness and getting recharging, recharged from that. Well, why don't you just expand a little bit on what that means to you and, and the impact that it's had? Yeah. So um, playing football as a young kid, you know, I, I started in grade eight and put the blinders on, you know, my dad was a football coach. All my, my whole family were military men, fishermen, hunters, you know, world war two vets, Vietnam, like you can get the picture. My uncle, my godfather was the, the, the hockey coach at West point. <laughs> and so like, I, I was, you know, groomed into, you know, putting my head down and working hard and, you know, and, and yeah. I, and I applaud my parents and I'm so grateful for, for that, uh, that nourishment of my, my character, you know, that being said, when I got into, you know, post football life, I really was, was trying to figure out what was next. Cause I, I really had the blinders on. I only focused right. on athletics, right? I didn't read the books. I got through school with half decent grades, but the only thing that mattered was football and people for some yeah. intriguing reason. And so long story short, I come to a concussion. I'm on my way out of football and I don't know what to do with my life. And I'm like, well, I got to figure out the things that I enjoy to do. And I was like, well, I like to be outside. I like to be on boats and I want to give back to my community. So I started an organization called Wellman, the men's adventure club. And the whole purpose was to get guys outside so that they could distill out uh, who they are and what they enjoy to do and around other like-minded men for them to have conversations around their human experience. What's happening at home? What's happening at work? What's, you know, how are they feeling? Are they feeling empowered? Are they, you know, are they feeling connected with themselves? And, you know, I was just a football player, just trying to figure out what the next step was, throwing some spaghetti at the wall and ended up picking up an axe. And then I started an axe throwing company and a snowball fight company. And now, you know, I own a, a racket club up here in, uh, in Whistler, BC. And it really is just around, I want to create experiences for people to enjoy their experience with one another. And the mental health aspect is like, I just want people to play. I want people to have fun. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I want, yeah. I want to test them. I want them to be competitive. You know, I want them to lock into an adrenaline, you know, fight or flight mindset on the snowball fight pitch or, you know, throwing axes like you're really connected because it's, a you know, you're, it's dangerous or you're just having a conversation <laughs> next to a bonfire cooking food. It really just comes like I want people to have really human experiences, take away the, the emails and the phones yeah. for an afternoon and, and really just create connections in a positive way because I've had so many of them in my life and I wanted to kind of give that experience back and looping it all together. is like, that's what I I've found out that my passion is. And I feel like it's my purpose. Cause I, I like to orate. I like to be in front of people creating the experiences and really that rewilding, getting people back to nature. It's really like everything has to do with nature. It's snow, it's wood, it's, you know, hiking, it's fitness outside with logs. Really, I just want people to engage in, a, in an experience that isn't in a, you know, in front of a screen, ironically. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I think that's, it's funny, I, on a much smaller extent, you know, friends of mine, you know, I'm, I, I tend to get just locked in at work and work, 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 work. And, you know, during this pandemic, I really took to the structure 
uh, you know, working out of home remotely and running was one thing that I really found attracted me like hugely. And I've really gotten into it, especially trailer. Like it's like the real life video game. Like, I mean, it's the most wonderful experience to be out there. Cause that's kind of dangerous. You're on hills a lot of time yeah. and you know, you're, you, you could fall at any moment mm-hmm. and you're just locked in on the next step. Locked right. In. That's all Whoa. it is. Uh, yeah. Flow. You're just locked in next step. And, um, I, I, I really, you know, would want to nudge people who are interested in learning more about some of that work that Shay's doing. I think it's awesome. You know, I've attended an event and it was great. And, uh, you know, I think that there's a great future for that work too. And there's a great need for it. So mm-hmm. I think just to, because I was on this one wavelength is, is that point of flow is really the, the, the reason why I started Wellman in the first place is that I don't care what, it is the activity that we were going to get the men to do. I really just want them to dive into it because I want them, you know, I, I wanted to figure out selfishly what I like to do. What can I do to escape all these negativity, this like anxiety, the stress, whatever. And what can I do to really dive in? What do I enjoy doing? And what do other men enjoy doing? Maybe I enjoy that. I've never even heard of it before. And, you know, trail running was one of those things for me too, but then it was, you know, I remember back, I'm like, I really loved pottery or I loved piano when I was a kid. And when I got to, you know, alpha male age and I started lifting heavy weights, I said, that ain't for me, but I still like to do it. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, exactly. that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, let's blow up the stereotypes. Right. Like that, that, that's what I like. And that's another thing that you do so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember back when I was in university, my first couple of years, I found myself just tra- attracted to philosophy, like, like deeply. Mm-hmm. And, but it was something I just wouldn't talk about with the other guys. You know, I just, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about that. But, you know, like when I learned about flow state, uh, Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, the first research I really got into, I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it, you know? Yeah. And, um, cause I always wondered why was it, you know, when you're locked in, when you're really locked in, especially with basketball, I found, especially with basketball, when you're absolutely locked in, Ooh. like when Jordan was in his prime and locked in, there was no time, there was no space. He just did and felt, and just it was all, it was just happened. So I always wondered, same as you, you know, how how do you replicate that state? And you know, this parlays very well into the next question, which is, you know, what is? I know for me, one of the books that, that changed my life was Flow by Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, like a, just a game changer for me, um, looking at optimal experience. But for you, Shay, what is one? You know, it could be a book, it could be an article, it could be a movie, it could even be a concept. What's one or two of those for you that really helped helped to shape and influence you? Well, as I mentioned earlier, from a you know more of a rock bottom point of view, watching the movie Concussion was was kind of the culmination, the cinematic culmination of my my life experience. And when I was experiencing my my most severe concussion, and all those people that I really related to from a professional standpoint, whether it was you know, the NFL guys who are, you know, I hit people with my head for a living for, you know, for 20 years, essentially. And I was doing a lot of reading. I did get into Brene Brown and and about vulnerability. And I read, I think, two or three of her books. and, Mm -hmm. and, And really, there was that. But ironically enough, there was a a show on Netflix. It's called Chef's Table. I'm sure you've probably watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
a lot of people have. And there was this chef that all he did was cook with fire. And he cooked with fire all over the world in random places, you know, professionally trained, all, you know, Parisian, da 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 But he just liked to cook with fire. He, he's like, I just want to be outside cooking with the elements, with the wind and the rain. And, you know, I just have such nostalgic versions of, mm. of that within myself uh, that really, it just, it, it called, called me out into the wild and into the, the boyish memories of, of being by bonfires in the summer and, and being carefree and being relaxed and, and wanting to get to that state. And really, you know, what do I enjoy doing? And, and, and that was the, the question that I mm. kept having to ask myself is like, well, like, yeah, you, you did enjoy playing football, but now what do you enjoy to do? And that's, you know, to your point earlier, it's like, I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm in the mental health world. I'm in the concussion world. I have a snowball fight company. I have an axe throwing company. I have a fitness thing. I own a racket club. I'm coaching people pickleball and tennis, uh, you know, and, and because I like to do it all. And, and so now I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, it really wraps around this one concept of bringing people together and trying to create positive experiences for for one another. And, and this is from more of a, a you know, a, a socialization and a mental health standpoint is connection. But when you look at specifically TBI and my own experiences, like I, I need to take risks, you know, that's flow for me is starting things mm-hmm. and creating them and testing out the waters and being able to say, Hey, like this product exists because I had the bravery to bring it to life to, you know, someone who, you know, felt as a jock, I uh, was never smart enough to to read the book that was required to be read, yeah, uh, or yeah. to you know to to do the the workbook that needed to be done to understand the concepts to you know to execute the project. I was I always had that lack of self confidence, and and now it's about pushing myself. And same thing. Well, I've had thirty concussions. I'm a, you know I'm I'm the guy from the movie Concussion, or no, I'm gonna you know, continuously reach out to Mark. Um, We're going to figure something out. We're going to get me into, you know, into a brain wellness. Control the controllables. Get after it. Like wake up, meditate, journal, eat healthier. I did eat half of a cake yesterday, but you know. So again, you got the down days and the updates. 100%. (laughs) 100%. We're all going to, like, it's just, when we screw up, okay, we're all going to screw up. So like when we screw up, just okay. I'm gonna try not to do that again. And 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 if you do, just don't give up because that's where we run into the trouble. Yeah. Was you know the the James Clear stuff around Atomic Habits, which I think is a wonderful book. Yeah. Right. It's a very very good book. Yeah. You are what you repeatedly do. Mm-hmm. So if we fall off, I had a meditation streak going. Like this is the competitive nature. Yeah, I remember you told me. 422 days or something, and then one day I didn't do it. I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, I'll let it go. I'll start again tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe a new streak starts tomorrow. And but I was beating myself. I was pissed. Yeah. Like I'm like, come on, you were gonna you said you were gonna do this and now you went and screwed it up. But that's that's part of the problem. Like that, clearly it's becoming a pretty decent habit when you're at that many days. Yeah. But yeah. as as competitive people, sometimes if you want to beat yourself up too much, that one day turns into two months of not doing it. Exactly. And then grief, shame, you know, commitment. All that stuff. And then um, why even work out? There's no point. Um, eat more, drink more. Yeah, smoke. eat more crap. 
Yeah. Give me all the past. Like, yes, you just pass me the pass me the damn bowl. You know, like let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know what? I might as well sleep until ten because who cares? And exactly. and that's how the that's how the habits you know implode. And and this concept really it spoke to me so much. I played quarterback in high school. Never learned how to tackle really. I was an athlete and I could kind of hit people with my shoulder, but that's about it. You probably saw me miss a few tackles. <laughs> but when I went into university, my first, I, I transitioned from quarterback into the defensive side of the ball. And my first ever start was against Heisman Trophy guys, the number five ranked team in the nation, you know, blah, 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 65,000 people. And I was like, I knew that game was coming up for in a year before it happened. Right. right. Yeah, And so I was like, I just need to work out and get as big and as strong and as fast as I can to protect myself from the animals that I'm going to have to fight in, you know, six months, five yeah. months. Right. Yeah. And after the game, the center who kicked my butt all game, uh, he had his pads off and his shirt said, spot the ball. Yeah. Like next play. And that ass whooping. Can I say that? I don't know. I don't want to get yeah that ass whooping stuck with me because it was like i got you know i was in there with mike tyson for two and a half hours and you know they were singing the west virginia song and i just like seared into my brain and then yeah. i see this thing say spot the ball next game next play you know in football it's spot the ball you get yeah. run over you still got to play the next play and yeah. you know it's a failure versus a success thing and it's really just stuck with me and I think it, 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 it seeps into, you know, whether it's concussion awareness, uh, you know, dealing with a, a, a TBI or mental health or a diet failure or something happening at work or a rejection in a sales meeting. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Spot it. Let's go. Like next play. Let's move on. Swipe, you know, swipe it away. Yeah. No, I love it. I love that. And I think that's a mentality that I think you know, many of the people that I've had a chance to work with and learn from, whether they're, you know, musicians, you know, really kind of serious artists uh, or athletes, they have this routine, right? And they have this way of, you know, neurons to fire together, wire together. So those habits are just, they're a reflection of what you repeatedly do. So mm -hmm. when you repeatedly do those things, you, you have this almost unbreakable mindset that, that you can and you will. And you know, for me and for you, I'm sure it was weightlifting. That was one of the things where I was like, okay, so I want to get to 225 at X number. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm just going to have to lift the weight. You know, I want to get up to four or four plates. So, well, you're just going to have to lift the weight. <laughs> you don't want to get the time on the 5K down here. Well, you're just going to have to run. <laughs> you know, there's no shortcut. You just got to do it, damn it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My, I mean, my, like you said, control the uncontrol or control the controllables. And, you know, something I can control is my mindset and that situation of adversity. And that's, you know, what I hadn't been controlling up until, you know, maybe six weeks ago when I started working with ABI and like really had a significant shift in my life. And I'm just, you know, I knew every day that I woke up, I had the ability to make the decision, but I didn't make it until recently. Yeah. Years. That. Years. Yeah. I get that though. And, and sometimes it just, you gotta be, things happen for a reason. I've always believed that. Like, so when the time is right, the time is right. And, and that's what, you know, when you're with friends, right. You just have to extend your hand out and be there. Right. And I've always believed that like as much as you can be there. Cause you never know. 
Like there might be someone who listens to you here, Shay, on, on this little podcast and your message gets them right when they needed to hear it. And that's part of why we started this is I thought, oh God, I'm not, how am I going to host a podcast? You know, we got to find a good host to do this. I think the message is important. I think the community needs it. We need to do this. And then I, and then I had to go, okay, Watson, you got to do this. You got to take that first step and learn and go. And, and there's been so many amazing people. I'm just humbled by people that we've been able to speak with sharing their vision. You know, one woman this morning in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I was chatting with, she's doing like the most remarkable advocacy work in concussion and brain injury. I mean, she's just helping so many people, but sadly there's still so much work to do. Like it's just, it's overwhelming the amount of work to do, but if one person can listen to your words and your journey and that can inspire them, it's a, it's a massive, massive win. Yeah. Um, when you think about, you know, the vision of the future, Shay, let's, let's, when we think about concussion and overall brain health and we can just pass you over, you've got the crystal ball and you can shape the future. For you, what would the future look like if you were able to control the future of, of brain health and concussion? I mean, I think it's like, you know, gyms. You look at the gym memberships and you look at yoga studios and how prevalent the practice of yoga is. Uh, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. People weren't being mindful. They weren't as aware and obviously there's lots of work to do in all you know there's lots of gyms there's lots of people who are obese and overweight you know there's lots of yoga studio i mean i would just say my vision would be that it's so commonly practiced brain health mm. activities that it's like a membership you know you sign up for your membership uh, because you want to get your your brain ready for summer you know i get i get my summer yeah. brain ready you know i'm going back to school in three months i got you know, as an adult, I got to, you know, get my, get my vibes better. And, you know, that's what my vision is. And everyone's just, if you need help in that regard, you can go seek it. And yeah, I like it. Coachable, it's yeah. affordable. We have different options out there as there are, you know, already is. Um, and, you know, people trust it. You know, people trust yoga studios. They trust yeah. gyms to, you know, they trust the, the trainers you know, for the most part. Right. And, and, yeah. and really that's, I think that's what it comes down to is like, I trust you with my brain, right? I trust yeah. this process. I, you know, I yeah. trust your the, the years and the decades of experience that come with the the, the programming, and yeah. uh, it's better than me solely doing it by myself. And that's really where, where I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to be responsible for this solely by myself. I want to hand it over to the professionals, and and I think that's yeah. what that's where it comes down to is like, as, especially as specifically to men. It's like sometimes you got to hand over the keys, right? You had a couple too many to drink. Don't drive home, right? Yeah. Hand over the keys. Let someone else safely take you home. I love that, and and I like what you're what you said. Like I think why why can't we focus on that? The the, the opportunity is there for us to do that. You know, it makes me think about all of the different elements around brain health, which are you know everything from sleep to meditation to mindset to training up cognition um, to movement for brain health, you know, there's evidence behind all of these. And, you know, I would love to see more people focusing on it. And I would love to see more conversations happening around it because, 
you know, at parties, I'm that guy that people, you know, you know, next thing you know, I'm talking about my passion for brain health again. And my wife's looking at me, you know, (laughs) here he goes, you know, but when it first started now, as I look at progress, you know, when I first started in the education realm, neuroplasticity, no one knew that word. No one. Uh, If there was a scientist, maybe they, but almost no one would. And now almost everybody has heard of that word. And I look at that as progress and, you know, it's been a while. It's been like 12, 15 years, but it's happening. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I'm excited as I think about the future for more people to get access to the kind of programs that they may need to this ultimately live a fuller life and experience more joy. Like, I love what you said around joy, because that's one of the things that I definitely don't do enough of as, as truly experience, you know, it's raw joy, you know, and I look at my youngest son, ah, he does it so well. So I'm like, I need to be more like you, you know? So if you ever ask me to go shoot hoops, I'm going to try to say yes every time until yeah, you yeah. stop asking. Well, you know? when you come to Whistler, we have two, we have a sick setup. We have like brand new basketball hoops that nice. roll on the center court. And uh, it's interesting though, like this, this morning I went for a run and it snowed the last, uh, this morning. Okay. In and uh, today is what, May 18th. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so there was a lot of puddles on the ground. And to the, to your point around playing is uh, I've been teaching my kids how to splash and not get their pants wet. Cause I was like, if you just do it with one leg, then the water just goes out and it doesn't get the other leg wet. So yeah. you can do that when you're not just you're wearing regular shoes. And so that's what I did today. I was like running and jumping one big splash and another big splash. And awesome. people were probably looking at me like, what is this guy doing? And he's like 230 pounds. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I was having fun. So they can go and take one. It's great. No, it's great. And so for people who are listening here, you know, this may, this message may have, they may have needed to hear this right now, you know, how do people, or if they're interested in some of the other things that you're doing and want to contact you, uh, how, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you or to follow you or support you? Yeah. If you want to follow me, most of my variety of what I do is on my personal Instagram. That's kind of what I update the most. Uh, It's at Shay, S-H-E-A-E-M-R-Y. Emery, Shay Emery, mm-hmm. sorry. And then uh, the organization that I said I founded was called Wellman. And uh, you can find us at wellman.org or on Instagram at become Wellman, W E L L M E N. Okay. So, yeah, there's Great. all that. And you know, we got lots of cool stuff going on. We're, we're, you know, kind of in the background, just doing the work, having the conversations in real life. And I try not to focus too much on what's happening online more so hey yeah you know i had this conversation or that conversation today and it's it's been going really well so yeah so the final message okay this is your mic drop moment okay you're about to drop the mic what's the final statement for the people that are listening lace them up walk out the door make the decision just go for a run and 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 that's it and it's not about running it's about making a shift and uh taking that first having, step having the courage to go for that i mean i don't i didn't want to go for a one kilometer run like i was you know you just got yeah, this, of go course through, go through the hurt and and, uh, and make the first step yeah it makes i love that it makes me think of david goggins i know he's extreme but uh and i'm sure you're familiar with him but he's very extreme but here he is this guy <laughs> you know i hate running <laughs> yeah but i gotta do it it's making me better yeah but i hate every minute of it. Yeah. But I know it's making me better. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to invest. 
And that's what, what, what I see runs as it's truly an investment in myself. Um, so no, that's, that's awesome. Shay. And just, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I I'm proud of everything you're doing. I know it's not been easy. Um, but you're, you're taking the right steps and, uh, you know, keep up the great work. Thanks, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.